Hi, it's Nick here from the Talk and Power podcast. We are proud to announce Auto One as our brand partner for the podcast. Auto One, it's the one. You can now order online with click and collect or get your order shipped. Head to www.autoone.com.au. Like us at the podcast, Auto One has a passion for cars and all things automotive. They understand your love of cars too. With great prices and the biggest brands you know and trust, they are sure to be able to help you with your project, whether it be replacing your wiper blades, fitting out your four-wheel drive with the latest gear, or rebuilding your dad's old HQ Holden. Not sure on how to install those spotlights? Don't panic. Just head to the website and click on the do-it-yourself videos, and Rico will talk you through the process. From Auto One in Albany, up to Auto One in Caratha, across to Auto One in Townsville, down to Auto One in Hobart, and over 50 stores in between. Auto One has a retail store nearby, with expert advice and the stock on hand. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with the team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, episode 94 of the Talk and Power podcast, and we are transmitting on 88.5 FM where the valley comes alive and on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify and wherever you get your podcast from, I'd like to join, welcome our co-host, Todd Brinkworth, Simon Travellini and I'm Nick DiCembri. Welcome guys, thanks for joining us. Hey Nick, how you going? Yeah, hey Nick. What were you going to join? Um, <laughs> good question, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. We're, we're here, we're recording this podcast in our new, new studio, we've relocated, we're off Zoom finally and um seven months you know i've worked it out the other days to the day almost exactly seven months todd alice mccray was the last person we interviewed wow there you go remember that yeah i do and if you look back at the records we did that on the 14th of march or thereabouts anyway and here we are the 14th of um sorry six months where am i going yeah uh, you had me yeah but still it's been a while Six months. <laughs> you had me at New Studio. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, Nick, you've done a fantastic job. Yeah. Thank you very much. Acoustics need a little bit of tweaking. Yeah, we do. Uh, we need to do a bit of work on the acoustics. So our apologies for all of our listeners. But, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll tune that out, the echo out eventually. So, so we can officially say that we've got a better studio than the wide world of sports on Channel 9. I think we can, actually. I think we've got a better <laughs> studio than, than a lot of the TV shows. But you know, you know what? They, they, they have got uh, great station there in 96 some great shows street outlaws yeah they do street outlaws memphis which brings us to our first topic of the stuff discussion yeah, yeah we, we it does it does hey before we go get into that we just need to cover off our auto one winner for this week brent rick Rick um thanks brett for sharing that and commenting on our last post he gets a 50 dollars gift card from auto one i'd like to thank auto one as well for helping us out they're greatly appreciated and um, head into your Auto One store and um, view the range of Auto One products there. But yeah, getting back to that, Street Outlaws, we spoke about it on our last podcast not that long ago 
in regards to um, what is deemed a streetcar. So we put that out to social media and we asked, and we, we prefaced the whole comment or the whole discussion with no right or wrong answers. So everyone was free to comment. What, what I've read here, there, there seems to be one underlying factor. Not a single person that I can see has said anything about the car being street legal. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want to point that out because um, I don't disagree with, with anything that anyone's written here, to be honest with you. Um, when I built what I consider to be my street car, which is, is the XY, I, I did... Uh, maintain factory suspension, factory suspension location, untubbed, all steel body other than the boot uh, and, and bonnet and bumpers. And that was because that, they were the original modified street rules from the Australian Pro Street Association. Um, those rules evolved later on. And now, you know, really everyone since this radial racing where there really isn't much of the original car uh, involved and 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 I don't I don't see that there's a connection between radial racing and streetcars anyway. I think that that's just a, a class like hmm. Superstock or or a competition eliminator or yep. you know um, it, it is a, a an interesting point that absolutely no one ha- has made that comment that that the car should be street legal or should be able to go over some sort of roadworthy inspection. Well, Craig, Craig and Jaron both came close to that. They kind of said um, registered. Uh, Craig wrote Craig Moore that is registered and able to fill up at the servo. So that's an interesting uh, uh, requirement to fill it up at the servo. I understand what he's saying. So pump fuel. Yeah, but but the the and I have no problems with what Craig's saying. Mm. But the thing is, with the advent of E eighty five, that's really. You know, it doesn't mean much yeah, because yeah. there's two service stations, you know, maybe three in WA that sell the 85. Five. There's five now. Is there five, five really? Yeah. I only know of one. So, you know, an <laughs> E85 engine, um, basically E85 is not that far away from methanol. So it's it's not, you know. In the old days, I always felt that uh, nitrous combos were, um, and, and I'm sure Craig would agree with me, <laughs> You <laughs> most certainly would. Nitrous combos were the most street um, combos because you could run them on pump fuel to get to the track, just mm. knock some timing out of it, get there. Uh, you know, I mean, realistically, you can run a 14.5 to 1 compression motor on pump yep. fuel as long as you, you don't have much timing in it and you've got a big enough camshaft so you bleed off a bit of dynamic um, compression. Mm. And then when you get to the track, put your race fuel in, do your laps and... yeah. Um, but yeah, E85 is a game changer because the the turbo cars, uh, even supercharged cars, uh, Brian at Outlaws built quite a few supercharged E85 combos now, <clears throat> and um, you know they do get driven regularly on the street. Mm. So uh, also interesting to note that no one said anything about superchargers. No, no. <laughs> no one said that uh, superchargers hanging out of the bonnet is not deemed. And, and, and on that note, Street Machine Magazine also uh, believes that street superchargers hanging out of the bonnet shouldn't be deemed as not streetable. Yeah. Um, um, considering the two probably arguably uh, biggest cult car movies made in Australia, Running on Empty and uh, Mad Max, both featured the star cars having superchargers hanging out of the bonnet. Mm. 
It's interesting that in Western Australia, <laughs> it's uh... anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> what, what about Neil Ferns? I mean, he talked about um, stock style suspension, no chassis mods or roll bars. The cars in the unlimited class of Dragweight USA, for example, are not, in my opinion, street cars. So I have a tendency to agree with Neil there as well. But he's probably gone probably a bit too far. I mean, as I said, no right or wrong answers. So The, the roll cage thing, I understand where he's coming from because mm. essentially what he's saying is that car can be made roadworthy. Yep. If it's got stock suspension, it's untubbed, there's no major chassis modifications theory is you could pull the engine and transmission out and put everything back to how it needs to be to get over the pits. Um, the roll cage obviously makes that a lot more difficult because you physically have to cut it out. Uh, unfortunately, though, if you are going to race it, you know, you have to have a roll cage. Mm. Um, now, Andrew does allow a, um, a bolting cage up to 8.0, which is, you know, pretty fast, but it is a very, very intricate uh cage and, and there's a very very tough um, procedure involved you actually have to draw it and send it through to them to get approval before you build it yeah and so it's very very time consuming and, and um, a lot less practical than just welding a cage in but I completely understand what he's saying um, I, I, I just felt that if you can cut it out you know if you need to and cut it out then it's kind of the same yeah you know thing just comes down to, I mean you know as far as the, the, the drag week cars, I mean, look, I, I take my hat off to those guys and, and same with the guys at the top end of drag challenge. Um, it is amazing that you can get something to go that quick and, and get it to go that many hmm. kilometres or miles. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, hats off to those guys for doing it. Would it be practical? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, going back a few years ago... I think Lutz's uh, 57, that seemed to be everywhere. Mm. Um, and, you know, he did do a lot of Ks with that car. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think when I was 17, I would easily have driven a door slammer on the road. <laughs> no problems. Even if I had to stop every couple of K and fill the tank up, <laughs> I would not have had an issue with that. Now, pushing 50... You know, aircon, power steering's nice, <laughs> electric windows is good. And and if you recall, the Datsun had electric windows. It did, yeah, had electric. <laughs> that, had, that was a yeah. nifty little car. It's quite nice to drive, actually, on the road. I even I drove that a couple of times on the street. Beautiful little car. But, Todd, I just want to touch base with you, the streetcar uh, racing association. Can you give us a brief on that? Because uh, Dave Duet wrote in as well and said... Um, Basically, he just put a hyperlink to the Streetcar Racing Association. But when I read that, I like it. There is Sports Sedan in there, so 3D Sports Sedan, Rally Group 3, uh, Rally Group 3C, Group 6 Rally, Group 2A, 2B, 2F, uh, and in addition, any logbook car may run with us providing they meet streetcar rules. Are you able to elaborate on? How collective? <laughs> how we get those cars collectively into uh, the streetcar racing association? Short answer: No. <laughs> Long answer: um, Basically, those rules are there's so many rules that all fit in that category. 
I think their general thing is, unfortunately, it's all weight. I think we've discussed it in the past on the show. Mm. It's kind of a weight. Like, you can't go over a certain weight. The engine had to have come from a car similar in that field. But then you can run, like, a, I think a V8 and a BMW. But then you are limited by weight and tyre size. Okay. And that's, yeah. in short, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, there'll be people that correct me if I'm wrong, probably mainly Shane Hardy, who's commented on this as well, in Denver. But, um, yeah, as far as I know, that's how they get around it. I believe that there is a formula. Yeah. This and is the... the formula is the uh, width of the tyres, or rims and tyres, the weight of the vehicle, and the size of the engine. Yeah. And then there is a an, uh, multiplier, 1.3, I think it is, for turbocharged or supercharged engines. We should probably write it down because Denver's actually told us the, what the formula is. So my apologies, Denver. Yeah. You'll be listening and you'll be terribly impressed. Uh, so <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's what yeah. it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's from what I know. And, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, there's some of the notes here. As Nick's pointed out, and I've, I've read through these a few times, is the rule goes back 40 years. And 40 years ago, I mean, you are running, what, LJ Tiranas, LC Tiranas, with a, maybe a 6, maybe an 8, if you're lucky, if you could squeeze it in. Yeah, the, the, the rules have evolved. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was surprised about is that they're allowed to run a sequential transmission, mm, which yeah. would cost more than any of my cars. <laughs> and that's the thing. is, I, I'm not going to argue with anyone there, but that's to me, that's not street cars. Okay. Like street cars, is you put a roll cage in a car, you rock up and you go run around the track. And right. there's, there's some interesting rules about the brakes as well, which kind of... Yeah, there's, a, <laughs> there's that as well. So. You know... But remember, no right or wrong answers, boys. No, no, yeah, no, no. no, no. About, uh, it, it, the, the thing that attracted me to that class, because, you know, um, Andrew from Hyperdrive yeah. is one of the, um, uh, you know, faster yeah. guys. Yeah. And also uh, Cuz, who yeah. works next door, um, was arguably the fastest. And, and I watched those cars evolve over time. Yeah. And, and I was always blown away by how fast they were. Mm. Um and that's why I was attracted, and I love the fact that, that they had this formula that encompassed the weight, the tyre size, and the engine capacity, because yeah. I think that's a great leveller. Mm. So if you ran a sports sedan in there, most of them are six litres, um, you'd have to carry a lot of weight. And I think that, that it would be a lot more weight than what they normally carry. Um, the you know So, yeah, I thought it was a great class, but then when I looked into rule revision after rule revision after rule revision... It's kind of it's lost its shine a little bit, kind of like Door Slammer has. Um, you know, the sequential transmissions was one thing because I thought, well, you know, you've just added like thirty five thousand dollars to the the price of the car. Mm. You know, and then then the brakes is the next thing. You start putting carbon ceramic brakes yeah. and stuff like that on the cars. Yeah. It's not going to take long till you've got a you know half a million dollar car. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's just a shout out to the Streetcar Racing Association of WA. Yeah, I looked at the, the, the fact awesome that cars that go up there and play. Yeah, 50, 58, yeah. I think's the record now. I think Andrew's got it. Yeah, yeah. and that's that, incredible. That one eighty, I mean, that's it's, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. Like it's it's a, a two liter, you know, and yeah. it's carrying the weight of a two point two because he wanted to go a little bit wider with the tires, mm. so he's carrying the extra weight. You think about that and compare it to like a touring car. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and this is a guy that's got a small workshop in Malaga yeah. and, yeah. and does, you know, a majority of the work himself. Mm. It's yeah. incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And yeah, that car is 
I think it's been around in its current form for about five or six years. Yeah. And it's it's got trick bits in it, but it's also overly simplistic, mm. if that makes sense. Whereas I think it's got one of Cuz's uh, tubular subframes, front and rear. Yeah, but other than that, arms. like there's no trick aero, there's not like there's not a great deal in it, and it's just a stout motor. A really yeah. stout and he puts the power down like he knows every bump every corner every groove and you mm. know so and then you watch cars like Denver's like the R33 which yeah sequential the whole lot which again is a fast bit of kit oh yeah yeah for sure yeah, I mean, they, and, they, they are incredible for what they are but mm. the rules have sort of yeah drifted from what yeah from yeah. What, what I would yeah. you know what enticed me mm. you know and that's that's something that seems to happen unless it's a controlled class like the Hyundai Cup or yeah. the um uh you know HQ series yeah. you know they yeah. they ultimately end up um somewhere else mm. and for someone that's been in the class for a long time you know it works out good for them because mm. they can slowly upgrade upgrade the brakes upgrade this upgrade yeah. that but if you want to step into it really the only way you can get a leg up and be competitive is to buy a competitive car, right? Yeah. I think, mm. anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And then there's the whole improved production as well, which technically there's some of those are street cars, but then they have different, slightly different set of rule books. And yeah, we won't get into that tonight, but yeah, IPRE racing up at Waterloo is quite hilarity, has been for the last 10 years because there's guys that rock up with restrictors and turbos yet run 59s and you're like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> what are the restrictors made out of rice paper <laughs> yeah well I, I, yeah I think Floor so wire <laughs> <laughs> alright hey we'll move along um, on the weekend unfortunately I wasn't able to get to it but we had the custom coastal cruise Chad, Chad Douglas and Haley Douglas um, hats off to them I haven't met them before I don't know them to be honest uh, but they pulled off what was really, I would argue, almost the impossible. So congratulations to them. Uh, they did have a bit of a setback uh, a couple of weeks ago. So unregistered cars were looking like being able to enter and get permits. Uh, that fell through. So in the end, all the cars had to be registered. Uh, but in the end, they still got a great turnout. And hats off to Chad and Hayley Douglas. As I said, well, I was should try and reach out to them because they're going to make this an annual event and i you know i'd like it'd be nice to have them on and uh get to get to meet them and uh just have a chat with them we one of my customers uh, uh was going and and he told me that you were allowed to run blown cars yeah that's yeah, correct you yeah were. how unbelievable that's, so that's, that, that's a first first to wa slotted in and look this <laughs> this came with the you know the shire's approval the police yeah. approval and uh you know this is a lot of people yeah. ticking a lot of boxes to make this happen so congratulations to them and uh, hats off to them yeah, hats yeah, off to them for including supercharged cars yes uh, from what i saw it was a good turnout i had a few friends that went and uh, apparently still a few will say they weren't registered, but they weren't unregistered. They ran on the day, but there was very limited numbers. Mm. So I think all the cars had to be registered, but I know what you're saying. Hey, um, now I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, we had the, last Sunday the embargo lifted, the curtain raised, thanks to the Sunday Times. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Did you guys actually see the article in the Sunday Times, our next subject? No, the, the Sunday Times is part of the West Australian. 
I had an... Im- anyway, look, you know what? I shouldn't <laughs> I, talk about this. It, it got it got up my goat. Let's put it that way. That'd be a, a, a seven. You'd have to talk to James Wolverton about that one, Nick. I'd like to say I would read the Sunday Times if you paid me. <laughs> and for anyone listening that might work at the Sunday Times, change my mind, pay me. <laughs> well, that, look, look, when it was an independent paper, and, uh, and before Gumtree... <laughs> Before the Quokka. Before the Quokka. Actually, didn't, didn't the Sunday Times own the Quokka for a while? Anyway, sorry. I, remember I the think there was a religious group that I that set it up originally and owned it. The Quokka, I yeah. believe so, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there you go. And, they, and then I believe they sold it to the Sunday Times. Yeah, they did. Because the Sunday <laughs> Times was about to go broke. <laughs> Nick, Nick and I are from an era when uh, we used to go to the Sunday Times in... Well, Northbridge, I guess it is. Kind yeah, it was. Of. I know the building. East Perth. East Perth. East Perth. Yeah. East Perth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, East Perth. And Next buy the paper and ring people from the phone box on Saturday <laughs> night. You were those guys. Todd, my XW was bought out of the Sunday Times. That's no word of a lie. Out well, of the Sunday, but I, it was a Sunday morning early. See, I, I shouldn't admit to this, but and I was Most quite, of the panels on mine were too. <laughs> we had um, a neighbour that worked for the Sunday Times in the advertising department. And she would work oh, oh, oh. the Saturday afternoon shift, so bring it home with her, the first pre- the first edition. And you could tell the first edition by the cross, little cross on the front mm. top corner of the yeah. le- Anyway, there you go. <laughs> See, I do know some stuff from the but older days. Inside information yeah. there. I told you were cheating. <laughs> anyway, I'm a little bit cranky at the Sunday Times because they had an embargo on a story that was released uh, last week. So we had the story, but we couldn't, we couldn't release it till 8 a.m. Sunday morning. And that story was buried in the Sunday Times. They had an embargo. They, they had the exclusivity to the story. They put it at page 18 and it was this big. Actually, it's on my phone. Yeah, well, that would be Kerry Stokes. <laughs> but why, why deprive us of, of this? Anyway, anyway, Rita Safiotti, the Honourable Rita Safiotti, has done something for car people and concessions for classics is now out there. So we will be getting a 75% reduction on our registration. It's only applicable to cars built prior to 1990. So, Todd, you're in the 180SX. Yeah, and the 1600. And the 1600 are in. Wait for it. (laughs) So, you will need to be a member of a Department of Transport approved car club. Talking Power is becoming a car club, by the way. Yeah, I know. I've already got got the queue at the front door, by the way. I'm serious. My mates are excited about this. I revved them up. Like, and, they're excited. And you will be able to use those cars for 30 days a year, free, and an additional 60 days with a car club. Yeah. So 90 days all up. Yep. Yeah, and how often does it need to get registration Zero. checks? No, no checks. Yep. No right. checks. No yes. checks. And yep. can you reverse it from this type of rego to normal rego? That's a good question that I don't know. We need to clarify that. Yeah, that I don't know either. I actually read. Where's the, the catch, Nick? There, that's there is no catch, and I've looked through readers, because the honourable readers. This, this is very, very similar to the South Australian regulations, mm. but, but I believe they were a liberal government when when they brought them in. It is very, very close, with the exception South Australia. I believe is ninety days of free driving. We have ninety days, but sixty of those ninety are club drives, club runs. Thirty are free. But for me, that's still perfect. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Thirty you know. days. So, congratulations to everyone involved in that. I know there's a lot of people working on that. I actually made a submission, and as it turned out, that was very close to my submission that I that I had submitted. So, I just think it's great news for everyone. Yeah, said so a lot of uh, my mates that have slightly older cars are very happy, and 
as I said, I only drive them, uh, well, a lot of them work FIFO, actually. Yep. And they only get to drive them every second or third week anyway, so they, they're quite happy with that. Mm. Yep. So, so, anyway, congratulations there. Looking forward to that. And in answer to your question, um, no, I will not be starting the car club. <laughs> Well, we have bad news for you. It's already started. It's already started. Yeah, I had a bad feeling about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, have you seen the Constitution? No, I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. No. You're the president. I'll have to send him that memo. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Someone I talked about already off air, and you know, there's a few people saying that. Hey, I'm going to do the hand grenade. I'm going to drop the hand grenade now, and this is going to get everyone upset. A lot of our listeners are upset, but I'm going to drop it anyway. It's not, I don't think, one way or another, but I will say one thing. The Formula One ran at um, Mugello on the weekends, first time they've ever been there. Lewis Hamilton got around in one minute, 15 seconds. Mark Marquez's lap record, one minute, 45, 30 second difference. Yeah. A lot of the Formula One people are saying, how's that, motorbike boys? <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Well, well, one's got four wheels and aerodynamic aids, and the other one's got two wheels. Now, this and this <laughs> argument, well, yeah, you, you know a bit more about bikes than I do, but this argument goes back to... You can't brake as late on a bike. Yeah, and you've got more tyre surface touching the road that allows more right, grip in just, a Formula One car. It's just, just a bit of bait, just a bit of hand grenade, roll yeah, it out so, there and so see what happens. I'll, I'll put this to you. Yeah. Let's take all the driver's aids off Lewis Hamilton's car. Yep. And the wings. Mm. Yep. And let's see how fast he goes around. No, you, you can... Or actually, let's uh, let's see if he can actually go around. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to take the wings off. You just take the aids off and you'd, I think you'd have your answer. I think, yeah. I think it would be fair to take the wings off. Because uh, where's the error on a bike? Those those little things. That go yeah, yeah. The front. No, no, there's there's no error. I'm just it's just a hand grenade, boys. It's just a bit of a joke. It's like thought, <laughs> thought we could didn't work. Didn't not a lot's panning out for me tonight no, in yeah. the studio. What um, we started off poorly here. What was what was more exciting to watch? The bikes going around Magella, the Formula One cars. I have to be honest, the bikes actually yeah. last night. That was a lot more exciting. <laughs> that was exciting. Hey, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, we'll move on to that right now. The Auto One Customer Loyalty Program, the Auto One Club has been designed to provide privileges to loyal customers. Head on over to www.auto1.com.au and click on the club membership tab or alternatively head into your local Auto One store and ask about the benefits that come with being a loyal Auto One club member. While you're in the store, be sure to check out Auto One's extensive range of impact automotive garage tools, floor mats and coolant. The Impact Automotive range offers quality products at affordable prices. From a three-ton heavy-duty trolley jack to an adjustable mechanic seat, the Impact Automotive range has a garage tool that'll suit your needs. The range has also well over 20 different types of floor and boot mats to suit your ride. They come in rubber or fabric with a PVC backing to stop slipping. Also in the range is an extensive choice of coolant whether it be pre-mixed or concentrate, 
the long life range of red and green, Impact Automotive Coolant is bound to have a product that suits your needs. To view the full range of Impact Automotive products, head on over to www.auto1.com.au or visit one of their stores. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with their team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. Hey boys, I want to kick off with Formula One. Well really I want to kick off with Formula Three. We have a new world champion. Oscar Piastri has wrapped up the Formula Three world title. I don't know if you guys managed to catch any of his races, but this final race on the weekend was he had to he had to finish basically higher than ninth to to uh, win the championship. Unfortunately, the guy leading the championship uh, went out in the first lap, so it opened the door for Oscar to win the championship, and he hung he managed to get seventh in the end. And uh, amazing achievement for young Melbourneian from Victoria, and congratulations! I can't wait to see him go up the ranks into Formula 2 and arguably Formula 1. Who knows? Yeah. Which team was he with, Nick? So the uh, Prima team. It's a Renault, it's a Renault team. It's um, what they call the Prima. Renault. So does that mean he's uh, he's signed as a Renault nah, not yet. future? No, nah, not at this stage. But hopefully this is now enough for him to to get a, a deal done, I would, I would have thought. Yeah, should be. I, I think so. You know, you win a Formula Three championship, it puts you in good stead for Formula Two and Formula One as well. You guys yeah. uh, catch RPM from time to time, not every week. No, okay. Yeah, so the they, they did a, a story on a uh, a young girl who races go karts, who's become part of this uh, global um, women in motorsports program that um, Ferrari is promoting. She's heading over to be part of the Ferrari school. So Ferrari runs cars right through from the go-karts all the way through to Formula One. Uh, it's an in- incredible uh, initiative mm. um, to try and attract more women into the sport. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I know there's a, um, there's a big push in the UK at the moment. Uh, one of the former... Well, actually, the... Um, Celeta, what's her name? She was in the Grand Tour. Abby Eaton is her mm-hmm. name. Yep. She drove the cars in season two and season three in Grand Tour. She's doing a big push in the UK and promoting uh, BTCC, Formula 3, Formula 2, almost anything she can. And yeah, there's actually girls winning events over there. And I think her Twitter feed's actually really exciting to watch because she's actually a massive fan of the supercars as well. Okay. And Why? <laughs> You know what? You know what? You know what? You know I'm neutral on this. You know I enjoy watching them every now and then. I'm not like yourself, who's you know. No, oh, look, I, the thing that annoys me with the V8 supercars and and you know RPM w- was a classic, right? So they did an interview with one of the Holden guys. I don't know which one it was. The one that's sec- third in the championship or whatever. He's not second in the championship. I think Shane Van Gisbergen second. SPG, yeah, yeah. No, yep. I think. <laughs> um, and they were really going, you know, like yeah, you're gonna, you know, you know, hunt down Scotty, and you know, you're gonna take Scotty out, like this big deal about. Well, what about interviewing Scotty? He's the guy that's leading the championship. You know, why is it that Ten has to really hammer the Ford guys? 
Hey, what, I, what's the deal there? I'm not sure myself either, but I mean, needless to say, it, I'd be really interested to see what happens to RPM next year because they've lost the V8s as well. Not yeah. lost it, they gave it up. They relinquished it, so... And that show has come back from the dead three or four times already. RPM. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, the one thing that they've got, and they do well, is is um, the MotoGP. All they, they just excellent. need to do is get rid of the other guy and just have Daryl Beatty by himself. <laughs> In fact, what, to they put... should clone Daryl Beatty. <laughs> no. No. And have him talking to himself because no. he's brilliant. And whoever no. they put to co-host, just... Like, it's just a waste of time. All, all the bike guys want to hear from Daryl Beatty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Why don't well. you like Daryl Beatty, Todd? He put coma patients to sleep. He puts what? Coma patients to sleep. Oh, come on, Todd. <laughs> nah, nah, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Oh. And, you know, he's been there and done that. No, I know. That, you know what I mean? Don't give him credit for that. He's, he's, um, he, he's, he's just a champion of a guy. All right, well... Hey, look, we're talking MotoGP. Let's get into MotoGP. We'll come back to Formula One. And do we have to? Yeah, let's do MotoGP. <laughs> no, do we have to come back to Formula One? Yes, can we, we do. Just, can we just scrap it? Well, <laughs> I was about to say, hang on. While we're talking about RPM, yes. I don't know the exact amount of years, but uh, and we're segueing into MotoGP, Barry Shane, anniversary of him mm, yeah, leaving this country, or leaving this world, yeah. sorry. Uh, it was actually uh, Bathurst weekend, from memory, in... Yeah. I can't remember how many years ago. Um, I, It'd have to be close to 20, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would if, be. If not more. And uh, a lot of our listeners, I'm actually again, Denver, um, and uh, a few other people I know will... Uh, no, I don't think it's quite 20. Not yet. No, it'd be like 18, I reckon. But I remember watching Barry Sheen commentating on stuff, and that S- made my day. No, 17. 17. Yeah. There you go. No, it hasn't so, been. It's, it's the 10th of March he passed away. <clears> so. I thought it was the weekend. So did oh, I, no, yeah. Sorry. It was a weekend in the Melbourne F1. Yeah. But, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was... 17 years. He's arguably the best commentator they've had. Yeah. 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 I like Mark Osler, too. But he was more... He was Channel 7. I don't think he did much on Channel 10, Mark Osler. Who who do you reckon is the worst commentator they've had? Apart from Mark Scaife. Uh, not Network 10, but Doug Mulray was. I didn't like Doug Mulray. Remember Doug Mulray? Oh, uh, yeah, Bathurst yeah. for a few years? Yep. With, with Mike Raymond, and it just you could see Mike Raymond just did not get along with Doug Mulray <laughs> at all. He, yeah, Doug Mulray was a bit of a, an egg. Anyway, MotoGP. We need to get on a MotoGP. Nah, let's do Formula 1. Okay, we'll let's just do oh, Formula 1. Gee, gee whiz. Formula Keep it short. Live and dangerous. <laughs> Alright, so uh, thirty seconds. There's a lot. There's a lot to digest. And you can't mention Lewis Hamilton besides this. Lewis Hamilton won. That's it. Alright, but a GP. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes, you got to mention Vettel and Ferrari. That was hilarious, mate. There was no. Where were they? Well, they like tenth or something. Who, who's Ferrari? Yeah. I don't, I don't Ferrari. This, I don't know this TV talk of. <laughs> uh, did you know it was their thousandth race? This was their thousandth race. Oh no, I didn't. Is that, is that where they placed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just know they made him like that. looked completely stupid. Which I don't know. They made him look stupid week after week. Like, why was this week any different? Does he deserve it? I don't know. I'm... No, he doesn't. No. But um, did you notice that the the Ferraris were painted in a different red or wrapped? They're not painted, but was wrapped in a different red it was like a burgundy it was a, it was what are you looking like that for no I didn't it actually. was <laughs> close to the original Ferrari that raced in 1950 oh yeah oh. so it looked 
What's what's what's, no, what's all the energy? Well, this was the same Burgundy from back in 1950. So the first Formula, they were, the, they were participating in the first Formula One race. So this is the the red that was replicated. Formula One hasn't always been the premier class. No, no, it wasn't back in those days, and it yeah. sort of came and went as the yeah. years went on. It wasn't, it never left, but I mean, it, it was it. it ebbed it certainly ebbed and flowed yeah, in yeah. the years and uh, i'd argue that can-am was probably more popular in some in some oh yeah some definitely period as well yeah well i remember reading once that colin chapman went to indy because he said that if we win at indy that will cover our formula one racing budget for two years <laughs> there you go yeah, there you go <laughs> But, yeah, so, look, I mean, it was a tribute. And even the pace car, the AMG Mercedes pace car was painted red as well to tribute a thousandth race for Ferrari. And they had an absolute shock. And it was really disappointing to see Leclerc just sink like a... Just sink quite badly. And the, the Ferraris... <laughs> what, are, what were you going to say? Like a stone? Know, yeah, like a, I guess like a stone. Um, so what did you think of the crash? Did you guys, or the crashes, I must say, there was the a crash at the opening. The I didn't get corner. that involved. I saw all that. I just saw the highlights package. Okay, sorry. I'll be honest. Yeah, but yeah I didn't watch any of it. Simon was out playing the lawn or something, you know. So yeah. can I ask then? What are your thoughts on this? Because this is applicable to all most <laughs> motorsports. So the restart. We're going to talk about the restart. I know you don't want to talk about it, but I, I do. <laughs> Bottas is entitled to set the pace on the restart. Correct. He doesn't have to go until he crosses the start-finish line. And even then he doesn't have to go, but other cars can pass him. Correct. Yeah. Start-finish line. So the lights have gone green to tell him to go. So if it was Bathurst, you'd have it in (laughs) first gear idly. You'd have it in D. <laughs> You'd have it in neutral. <laughs> Angel drop it. <laughs> You'd turn the motor off and coast. <laughs> so Bottas is setting the pace. He's entitled to do that. The lights have gone green. He hasn't got to the start-finish line yet. He's actually still warming up the tyres. But cars behind him can't see quite well. They get their, They go for it. They got their foot into it, and we see this massive concertina effect. And like those three cars, they got hit hard. I mean, they were damaged significantly, and I was lucky that there wasn't. Yeah, any you, you know, Nick, I, they need to fix this, right? So what they're going to need is the uh, assisted restart package. <laughs> They need, a, they need a restart button. They need, need the assisted... Well, they've got the assisted start package, yeah. right? The firmware update. The anti-stall. Anti-stall. Anti-stall, right? I don't think that should be... In so the so they stall. need... Now they need the assisted restart package to yeah. avoid this. Because the whole reason they brought in the anti-stall was to avoid exactly this happening. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a rolling start, but... Yeah. but, but no, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but it was to avoid... People running into the back mm. of each other. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Okay, yeah. so they need the assisted restart package. Mm. Yeah, you raise a good point there. Yeah. You raise a very good point. And I'm sure that this federal government is the one to deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, look, I mean, you could almost overlay the Benny Hill music. It was, seriously, it was just a, it was a, that, that pile up Giovinazzi there. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it was his fault. It wasn't really anyone's fault. They were just going. They had their foot into it, and the cars in front just weren't going. So, And I'm not suggesting it's Bottas' fault. He's entitled to do that. Um, 
yeah, I just, yeah, it was quite a... I, 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 look, I mean, it was great to see Dan do so well, got up to second, but again, he just got ran, ran he over. Didn't, he didn't get a penalty? Didn't get no. like a 300-point penalty and $10,000 fine or anything like that? <laughs> no, nothing no. like that. No, but they only do that to the forwards, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> For valve lift. <laughs> Legal valve lift. And do you guys reckon Alex Albon did enough? Has he secured his spot for next year? Um, he finished... Uh, what did he finish? He finished... Yeah, third. <laughs> I don't even know which team he's with. Red, Red Bull. Red Bull. So you he's Max Verstappen's. He's had a <clears throat> shocker. Yeah, really. Alex. Who knows? Yeah, but isn't Vettel going to Red Bull? No. No, he's not. I was wrong. I was wrong. You we're were going to talk about the air. Wow. Yeah, he's going to Racing Point. We'll get on to that in a second. <laughs> um, I thought, who knows? I honestly reckon... Who knows? Formula when one. silly season start, it's just started. Yeah, well, it's, like it's just started. The circus. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? So yeah, uh, <laughs> Sebastian Vettel is off to Aston Martin, which is at the moment is still a racing point. They'll be rebranded as Aston Martin next year. And what motors will they have? <laughs> Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't mention the wall. You knew I was gonna. You knew I was gonna ask that question. You knew he was gonna ask it, and already I was like, oh, "How do you say it?" I got this is why they should just get rid of it. You know, they sold it to the Americans. That was the end of it. You know what I mean? It's just bring back Bernie. Bernie had it sussed. Ferrari would be allowed to run nitrous just to keep up. I got to ask was why why have we never why why don't formula they call one? it formula merc yeah i know yeah formula <laughs> yeah. merc because it's it, it is it is becoming an issue in my mind and uh, you know i don't think the rules for 2022 are going to do much to curb um mercedes dominance to be honest well it, it depends nick see they might bring in a you know uh <laughs> Flat tap at cam rule or something like that. <laughs> V8, 5.7 litres. And, and LS, and LS, LS, LS engines. Yeah. LS engines for the whole grid. I know, I know. But anyway, look, from the week before, what we're doing, we forgot that the week before we had an amazing race at Monza where we had um, uh, Pierre Gasly win the race. We saw Lewis Hamilton yeah. get a penalty for entering the pit lane. Uh, when the pit lane was closed, which doesn't happen very often in Formula One. What, did Lewis Hamilton gets a penalty? <laughs> yeah, that and also the pit lane being shut. It was un- it was an unusual situation, but yeah. there was a stricken car close to the entry of uh, the pit lane. So it was shut. No one else except for uh, Antonio Giovinazzi got it wrong. So at the end of the day, he pleaded his case because that... that it got red flagged that race, and he pleaded his case upstairs to um, Hamilton. Did yeah, yeah, to the uh, steward, but uh, it wasn't. Yeah, he had to he had to serve a ten second stop go, oh. and that put the end to his race. So it was great to see Pierre Gasly win the week before, and uh, but didn't finish this week. So there you go. Now I noticed you mentioned here about uh, Clear Williams selling uh, mm. the controlling part of Williams. Yeah. Dorrington, Dorrington Capital have bought Williams. Mm, interesting choice, guys. Interesting choice. We've seen superannuation funds and investment funds <laughs> buying into motorsports before. I've got a word of advice for you guys. Uh, if you want to make a million dollars out of motor racing, you need to start with a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. So what's your share price plummet? 
<laughs> it's really sad, actually, to see. They were kind of the last bastion of, oh, I won't say privateers. They're not privateers, but they were the last sort of family-owned Formula yeah. One team, really. Well, that's and, only because Bruce McLaren died. I know, but it's <laughs> it's really sad to see to see them go. Now, the, yeah. the entire field is is a corporate entity, you know, which yeah. you shouldn't be surprised. That's how the world. Yeah, going, but, that, but I think it's good because ultimately that'll ruin the sport, and then we don't have to talk about it anymore. I don't, I don't want the sport ruined. I mean, the sport needs to the sport certainly Nick, needs to flourish. It is not. It is not. A motorsport anymore. It it is it has become something that it was never meant to be. Uh, the, you know, they those cars have so much electronic input, so much going on in the pits, changing the way the car drives. So so much uh, lack of what it's meant to be. You know, you you can't. It, the best thing that could happen for Formula One is that it, it, it just didn't exist anymore. And they started, they made something that made sense from the ruins mm. because it's it, it's not, you know, I look at, at, at things like the, the best eras for motorsports and I wasn't around in the 60s and 70s, but I feel that those cars and those drivers were really the pinnacle of that sport. And everyone gets too caught up in, in the lap times. Forget the lap times. Look at the racing. Mm. Look at how good it is to watch. Look at how the, the crowd cheers for it. Look at the, the danger that the drivers uh, are undertaking every time they, they step into those cars. It's just like the V8 supercars. The Group C era was the pinnacle. No ifs, no buts. This mm. rubbish that we've got now with a tube frame chassis. They're, they're a funny car of, of the, you know, circuit world. That's what they are. Yeah, right? no doubt about it. But I agree with you 100% when it comes to the supercars. I do. I, I think they've morphed into something that's just... But all this kinetic energy... You know what I mean? Like, that's not what it's about. It's about an internal combustion engine driving a, a pair of tyres, you know? And, yeah. and what it is now where they have all these buttons, no one knows for sure that the drivers are actually controlling those vehicles. You can't say that. You can't say 100% that the driver... You know, I mean, it's fly-by-wire throttle for starters. Mm. Who knows what they've got programmed in? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. It's, yep. you know, bring back the H-pattern. Webbers and H-pattern. Bring <laughs> well, it back. You know, speaking of that, we need to make up a shirt that says, bring, out, bring back the H-pattern. <laughs> write this... Write it, I'm going to get you to write it down before we leave. We're going to make a shirt up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sell thousands of them. <laughs> millions, millions. Millions. We're going to make millions. our money just from that. Because you know how many people come up to me and say, Go to the H-pad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> look, I, I, anyone that disagrees with me, I uh, just ask them to watch uh, the, the famous movie by Richie Cunningham there. Oh, um, Rush. Rush. Yeah. Watch Rush and tell me I'm wrong. Watch Rush, tell me I'm wrong. That, that's when men were men yep. and, and women were happy that they were men. Yes. Very well put. Very <laughs> diplomatic there as well. Politically correct. And yes. Very well done. Yeah, anyway. In a, in a podcast where we haven't been politically correct at all. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> cut a lot of it out. Let's get on to some real motor racing. MotoGP. <laughs> and they did not disappoint once again. Um, 
I just want to start, Fabio Quartararo. What? Where are? Where are we at? Where's Where's Fabio at? What What are we thinking? He crashed. Yeah, I know. So where's he? Where's he at? Like he, we saw him win two races, and we've seen him just fall off the cliff. In my view, nah, he it it, it got loose. Like there was, it was a, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't think he's fallen off the cliff. Look, he got back on that bike, and and he went into chase mode. And then you know, eventually his tire. You know, it, it, look, it was a tricky. That track is is a very technical track, mm. right? So tire selection, depending on what bike you're on, was pretty important. Most of the guys went for a soft, soft, mm. right? Vignali's. I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, well, that's what I, I, don't, I don't understand. Know. What what was that all about? I don't know. The Ducati with the medium rear, probably a good choice because the way the Ducati, you know, the power delivery is not as good as the other bikes. Yeah. Some would argue it's because it's got so much power. Who knows? Um, but a lot of high angle, low speed corners, you know, relative to other tracks. Mm. Um, I think he'll be back. I don't. I don't think it's a, a, an issue. And and uh, you know, it was a great race. Uh, it, it was an amazing start because we saw everything just get so jumbled. Even before we got to the first turn, yeah, you know, and and those guys have all got the same launch control setups. So, you know, if you're talking Yamaha with Yamaha, well, you've all got the same gear. So it's it's down to the rider. You know what I mean? But Franco took <clears throat> off like a bat out of hell. That bike left a lot yeah. hard. I mean, it looked it looked awesome. He got a he showed him a clean set of heels on. That oh yeah, start. yeah, yeah. He got the whole shot. Yeah, there's no yeah. ifs or buts there. That hooked up that thing. You yeah, know, and, it. and then it was out of there. it was a great battle between him and Rossi for uh, a lot of uh, mm. laps there. Um, now, you know, I mean, you, you know, those, those Morbidelli and and uh, 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 I've forgotten his name now. <laughs> Oh, his co- his co-rider, Fabio Quartararo. No, no, Morbidelli and uh, the guy that came second. Yeah, was uh, Franco or Pecco Bagnaia. Bagnaia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both, I believe, VR forty six. They are academy yeah, they are. academy yeah, yep. riders, and um, you know, two Italian riders to win an Italian circuit would have been great for Rossi to uh, to come home uh, a third. He got pipped. Uh, you know, thanks, last, Joanne. Last lap, <laughs> Joan, Joan, mate. It's jo- it's pronounced Joan. Joan. I'm calling Joanne. <laughs> but the great thing about this race is not the fact that we had one, two Italian riders in Italian race. It's not the fact that they were both VR46 Academy riders. It's the fact that we had a Yamaha, a Ducati. And a Suzuki mm. on the podium. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, all this season, this is what we've seen. Mm. You, you take Mark Marquez out of the equation, and it's a different sport. It's so much more exciting to watch. It's so much better. And Honda's got some big questions that need to be answered. Oh, big, yeah. big questions. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. Anyway, we talked about that on a previous podcast. You need you need to take your hat off, though, right? And and, and you really need to say uh, that uh, Joan, <laughs> Joan, what he accomplished in those last couple of laps, getting around rims the way he did, 
and then getting around Rossi the way he did. I mean, that was a clean move. Mm. Yeah. Rossi ran that, we're talking inches wide. You know, he didn't run wide. He ran a couple of inches yeah. wide and he got that bike in there. So that guy there is one to watch because that's not a, you know, the Suzuki's are still coming a long way. So that's, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Next season, man. It is. It's, I'm, look, I'm looking forward. Oh, well, <coughs> it, you too. say next season. There's still, I think, seven or six or seven races left. There, it's, it's, there is uh, eight or nine races left. Yeah, there, there, no, there is nine races in the next 11 weeks. Yeah, it's back, pretty much back to back yeah. from this point yeah. onwards now. And I looked at the calendar. <clears> I said, this what an exciting way to finish the year. Now that footy's just about finished, this is, this is much more exciting than footy, I must say. Yes. And I'm a footy fan. The Eagles won, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But they did. I don't know. I have no care for footy this year, to be honest with you. But <laughs> anyway, I, how the cool Dockers was it? won too. They did. They? they did. That was a bit of an upset game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. But I, there's no way they can get into the finals now. Nah. And nah. now, now the the big debate is uh, local finals or no local finals. Is Mark McGowan going to bend the rules for the AFL, <sighs> just like Queensland did? Well, I'm, I'm curious to know what the rule was with the V8 supercars. I've asked Paul Papalia, the Honourable Minister for Tourism, twice on two occasions now, just for some clarifications regarding the V8 supercars. Not here to judge. Just want to know who made the decision and and why. Yeah, they're not coming, yeah? yeah. No, they're not coming, no. no. But I am seeking clarification from the Honourable uh, Minister, Paul Papalia, Tourism Minister. Please answer my email. I'm sure he will. They have to, don't they? They're obligated to answer. Any email. Oh, they say they never got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, I think he's drunk mail folder. <clears throat> it's just a simple question. I, no, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Yeah, yeah. If, if he made the decision that he doesn't want them here, for because um, of health issues. I, I think you know what I, I've got to say. Um, aside from the uh, uh, the the king of Australia, there. Uh, I think McGowan's, you know, been pretty, yeah, you know, straightforward. The yeah. rules are, hmm. it's one set of rules for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to other states, which are having breakouts now. You want to whinge about WA, but then you let shit happen in your own right. state. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. you, you, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, get with the program. Seems like what we're doing here seems to be working. It's working 100%. And they're all talking about like New South Wales. Oh, yeah, we're going to get moving again. You got a problem there, mate, and you don't know how bad the problem is because it's you know you know how you you uh, nip it in the bud and make mm. your numbers look good. Stop testing. Mm. There you go. If they test, you're not going to find anyone, are you? No. <laughs> anyway, where were we? We're still talking MotoGP. Are we going back to that MotoGP KDM. That's what I had to ask you. KDM was that just a. Was their performance over the last few races where they rate them really well? Now, have they come crashing back to earth, or is this just a... No, it's just a different track. Yeah. All all the other... The tracks have been longer tracks. I mean, I I don't think they went over 300 uh, in Italy. Mm. I'm pretty sure I didn't see any of them go go, um, over 300. Whereas the other tracks, they were, you know, going well over 300. Mm. So... KDM's probably got good horsepower, good straight line speed. Um, this was more of a technical track, and this is definitely uh, where Yamaha, you know, ex- 
the thing you guys need to um, really focus on here is the Yamaha was always going to be uh, a sure bet at this track. Okay, that was a given. Look at the qualifying, mm. right? That was a given. It's amazing that the Ducati and the Suzuki got there. And that, that you have to say, is the skill of the rider, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's great. We, you know, we've got a group of riders now. I mean, look at the points. Mm-hmm. Look at the points. That's all you got to look at. Yeah. yeah. It's like 16 points between the top six yeah. or seven. That's incredible. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, it was Dobby's, Dobby's the leader. Isn't Dobby's he? leading. leading. Yeah, yes. by six or seven. I saw that, yeah. No, congratulations to Dobby, and uh, let's hope. Let's hope we, you know, I'm really, I, in all seriousness, I am looking forward to the next eleven weeks because it is. I looked at the calendar. I said, "Oh, that's awesome." They're pretty much racing every Sunday. Yeah. Now, 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 here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, right? So, so Cotteraro, right? Um, still young, still green. Okay, so you're going to make unforced mistakes, right? The important part now is you cannot risk dropping the bike and getting injured now there is no recovery time no. you are not gonna and you know what the the rider of this race Banyaya for sure he was riding with a broken leg <laughs> big, big time I wrote that in the notes how cool is that had a broken leg broken leg came second and and given a few more laps the the back tire you know he reckoned that was just starting to come on because he went with the medium rear yeah. which I think was a wise choice for the Ducati um, yeah, he, he would have been challenging the lead. Mm, so yeah. um, incredible, absolutely incredible. So you, you can't afford to go to 11 tenths, 12 tenths now for the rest of this season. You've got to back it off a little bit mm. if you're smart. Mm. If you're not smart, you're going to go for it and you, you're going to miss out. You're going to, you know. So if you're in that top 10 now, you're in contention. Mm. Yep. You know, and that's great. That's what we want to yeah, see. Yeah, we don't is. want to see one guy take away the season. Like, you know, I understand that if he's better and the bike's better and, and so on, then, you know, they deserve it. But it, it just makes for boring racing then. Thankfully, because the rest of the field's so, so close, we've seen some great battles for second and third, you know, which has kept us watching. But we've kind of gotten to the point there at one stage like last season where... You knew Marquez was going to win, so, you, you know, mm. you sort of, even the TV wasn't really showing yeah, him that much. They to it, they weren't. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, second and third is doing well. And you're like, oh, yeah, look yeah, at this Mar- battle for fifth and sixth. You know? <laughs> Marquez is down the pie shop with, you know, Lewis Hamilton going, hey, yeah, yeah, no, I've used the race, how are you going? <laughs> <laughs> That's been a trade of Formula One, you know that. Like, right, they're showing like 16th and 15th battle it out or something oh, like that yeah. way, way back in the, you know. Anyway, it's what you do, I guess. All right, guys, what are you guys up to anyway? Give us a bit of an update on what you guys are working on or doing. Todd, you want to go? Uh, I'll go. Um, not a great deal, but in the same breath, um, button up a few things on the Evo, finally, um, and got my 180 running after a year. Oh, okay. of not, I'm not touching it for a whole year for some stupid reason. had one of those days where I got probably three months worth of work done in a day which I was pretty happy with so that we won't say soon but we'll say sooner than you're going to sell that yeah no I'm keeping it you see what they're worth keeping it (laughs) 
<laughs> and built motor. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to. I'm going to enjoy it a bit because you know why not. You were going to sell it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were no. going to sell it. You I did, was. You told me you were going to sell it. No, keeping that. So. You've only got one, yeah. Yeah. Do you need a second one? <laughs> I do actually. I've been thinking you want to part with it, or do you want to part with it now? Yeah, I want to part with it. We'll talk off air. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, there's an <laughs> offline discussion happening after this. Because I need bits. So, yeah, we'll talk about off air. <laughs> off air. Done. So, look, look at this. And, uh, look, uh, all for me is, um, well, Tiger West is down the pipeline. Um, I still haven't decided if I'm doing media or officiating or competing in some form or another. So, yeah. I you, know, you know he's, he's pulling you out. No, no. Don't worry. You know how disgusted I am? He's putting football. He just finished telling us, you know, I'm not that interested in football. He's putting football in front of it. To be fair, and it's going to be the all four day. The all four day is going to be right there, right? His favourite thing in the whole world, right there. Targa, the opportunity for the, you know, talk and bring talk and power to the to the millions. No, I got a yeah, I got junior footy uh, thing to work. Uh, yeah, can't. Uh. See, you know what's funny? You think I'd be the one giving him a hard time? I actually said to him, "Good on you for going to junior footy." Didn't I? I said he to did, you, he did, he did, and I said, "Keep him, his lovely wife happy, the kids happy." I said, "If I was in the same situation, rose ahead." You know, I could see this happening from ages, days ago. I was like, "That, that's going to conflict." I can see that. Anyway, it does conflict. But I'll be at Tiger for the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, and we'll, we'll have something on the Sunday. We haven't worked out what yet, but we'll, there'll be something going on and we'll be down there and have a chat to myself and a few other people who floating around. So I'll be there for those. Just the Sunday. Can't be there. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been having fun going through the rule book for Tiger at the Kids moment. Kids football, unfortunately, comes uh, first. But anyway, yeah. I, it, that's, it, that's the final. The, that's it after that day. <laughs> Finished. 25th of October, thank God. <laughs> been a long long season hey um how about yourself Simon what are you up to I I uh actually had <clears throat> last week uh I didn't have it off as in I, I I didn't go to work I went to work every day but but I I didn't work on uh on any of the cars in the workshop <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah yeah my brother's 70th is coming up and my brother, uh, for those of you that, that don't know, he has a, a collection of Rolls Royces, but we're not we're not talking about a valuable collection of Rolls Royces. He has a collection of the meh model Rolls Royces. Meh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really know? nice. I thought all, all Rolls Royces were pretty good. Well, they're the ones that he likes. He likes the meh ones, you know. Uh, he likes the new ones, but he, he's too much of a tight ass to buy one so he's got like some of the 1980 model ones that yeah yeah that's it you got it that's uh, yeah, it yeah I know the ones got the spirits and the like the sheik in Cannonball Run the yeah. uh what is the, the shadow it's got shadow yeah. twos and spirits anyway so he swapped this sounds hilarious <laughs> this uh, it's absolutely ridiculous he swapped a Rolls Royce he swapped a Rolls Royce for, for a, a Harley. I was say for a microphone. <laughs> no, no. But you know what? When he told me, that's what I was like. The Blues Brothers was it a gold microphone? Just, was it a gold Harley Davidson? No, he seriously he swapped a um, a Silver Spirit, which is the the WB front end style. Yeah, I know the one. Yep. Yep. Uh, he swapped one that that I know how much it owed him because he bought that one when they were worth money, and uh, he swapped it for a Harley. Yeah. Right. That wasn't running. 
Was it the Harley that's in the workshop? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's that's the one. You've been building bikes, have you? You've been building Harleys. So, <laughs> so because his birthday's coming up, uh, I, you know, it's been there for a while and um, basically had to figure out what was wrong with it and, you know, take it from there. The badge? So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're really some, Harley, some Harley listeners, I know. I'm... Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so for those of you that are out there in, in Harley-Davidson <laughs> land, it's a 1986 FXRS bike that not that long ago wasn't worth that much money, but apparently now they're sought after. Okay. So. Hard tail or soft tail are those ones for people playing at home? No, they're they're uh, they're like a diner before the diner existed. Right, so this is the Evo motor. So you've got the, I think it goes flathead, pan head, shovel head, Evo. Yeah. And then twin cam, which I don't know. I think there may be a new motor now, but the twin cam was the last of the, you know. So these have got the springs on the outside, yeah. like like a um, diner. But it's not actually a diner. It's an FXR. But his is an FXRS. Mm. It looks it looks quite nice. Yeah, they look kind of look like a wide glide. Mm. They're sort of like the anyway. So so uh, when when it arrived, Melio uh, dropped it off on the tow truck. The oil pump was removed from it, so we drained all the fluids out of everything, and um, I sourced a, a new oil pump for it. And uh, about 50th go, I figured out how to put it on without taking the motor out because you've got to kind of put all the bolts in and rotate it around the shaft. Anyway, I got, I got it in there and uh, it struggled getting oil pressure and then I figured out that the lines were all connected wrong. Uh, <laughs> so we, we got that sorted, or I got that sorted. Um, then... Uh, then you know, so yeah, went through all the oils, the primary, blah 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 blah. Um, so rebuilt the starter motor on it, uh, replaced the solenoid on it, and I believe that this bike may be, and I've, I've never come across this before, right? So I'm just theorising, maybe a case of the jilted lubber. Oh, okay. The jilted yes. lubber. It's starting to sound like that actually, with oil lines all mixed up. Because. Be, no, the oil lines mixed up, I believe, may be whoever worked on it last. Oh, okay. Right? Right. But, but um, no, the, the reason I believe it's a jilted... So, so I got the thing to where it, it turned over, right? And, and it, would, it would sort of run for, you know, a little bit and then, you know, turn off. Basically, as soon as you stop cranking it, it would, you know, not yeah. run. So I, I thought that may be a wiring issue, that it may not... Ha- it'll only have spark when the starter motor's turning, because some cars have that mm. problem. They have a dual uh, ignition system. Um, but I got up really early uh, on, on, I think it was Friday morning or Thursday morning or something, and went into work, and I thought, you know what, I'll pull the carby apart. And it's it's got a Makumi on it. Yep. So for the Harley guys out there, that, oh. you know, pre, pre-fuel injection, oh. <laughs> the old... The old guys, you know, with the Evo motor, Evo pre-fuel injection, um, apparently they don't come standard with the Makumi, right? And this Makumi looks pretty pretty new. But everything was seized and blocked in this carby. And I've never come across anything like this. Whatever it was, carby cleaner didn't 
have any effect on it whatsoever. Uh, so it involves me redrilling wow. <laughs> the orifices, right? So I, I thought the needle and seat was stuck, you know, because it was overflowing. Um, well, it turned out that the float, right? Yeah, I know all you millennials, you wouldn't know what I'm talking they about. They wouldn't have a clue. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it's a float, you know, like your toilet, just like yeah. that inside a carby. Well, it's exactly the same way too. Yeah. The float was seized on the shaft. Why do you think a millennial would know how a toilet works? <laughs> they wouldn't know that either. I'm sure that they would know how a toilet works. You don't think so? No. What do they do when a toilet stops working? They call a plumber. Oh, okay. Well, the mum and Fair dad. enough. But if they've been to Bunnings, maybe they've walked past and seen... They only go to Bunnings for sausage sizzles. Sorry, I've distracted anyway. you. Anyway, so... So... I, I uh, pulled the carby apart, cleaned it all. I think I've missed one circuit, right? Put it all back together, fired straight up, ran, um, took it for a couple of test drives. First test drive, I made it to the first corner <laughs> before I had to call someone to rescue me. Um, but that was my fault. I forgot to turn the fuel tap on. Okay. <laughs> the second test ride, I made it to within 100 metres of the service station. Ran out of fuel on that one. Oh. <laughs> but then after that, I took it for a ride. The ride's good. Ride's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually... It's really good. It's got like a little... There's just a little stumble there. So I'd say one of the, 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 there's a circuit that I've missed in the carby that must be blocked. That's, that's my gut feeling. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was uh, last week. This week, the Merc's pretty much done. Just a yeah. um, uh, little bit of wiring, um, which uh, I might wait for Jamie to get back to do that. Bonnet needs to be painted, but Bonnet's all fitted, trimmed up. Uh, ready to go, all the mounts made, etc., and then bolt the seats back in. Mm. Um, so I'll probably concentrate on transmissions this week to try and catch up on the backlog uh, because, yeah, aside from squaring and scaling it, there's not really much to be done on that car. So fingers crossed we'll make it to benzene. You've been very busy by the sound of things. I know you've had a lot on, so that's, that's well, that, great. It's been sitting there for a while, and his 70th birthday is coming up, and I wanted to at least get it running uh, for his birthday. Bit of a surprise. Well, it's not going to be a surprise, but... Yeah. <laughs> so this is Aldo we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so how's this, right? And this is for all you kiddies out there. <laughs> his son bought him, wait for it, a Harley trike. Oh, really? Probably wow. about 50 grand's worth. Jesus. That's not a bad kid. That's a great kid. <laughs> Far out. So, my kids, you've got something to aspire to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine too as well. And my kids, if you're watching, I hope you're listening. Dad's given up Targa West and criticism over here for trophy presentation for you boys. Anyway. All right, guys. Um, yep. did, you, did you have to make the trophies? I've organised all the trophies as well, yeah. 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 Hmm. And you have to be there to hand them out. I don't have to be there to hand it out, but it's appropriate that I'm (laughs) there for my kids' trophies. You already know who's getting them, don't you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know, not the fairest. The votes aren't in. still two more weeks of playing, so the the votes aren't in yet. Do they do a lot of the brown line? No, no, no. It's just... (laughs) 
Best and fairest, runner-up, coaches and, and award. And match we had two votes. That <laughs> no, no, it's all pretty straightforward. So anyway, so yes, kids. Give Why it do up. they make that so boring? The Brownlow. Yeah. I've always wondered that myself. It is the most boring TV no, you no. can think of. What trade do? Week for the AFL. You know, no, I disagree. I like oh. Trade Week. Yeah, I kind of. No, like I'm not no. going to say I like it, but it's not as boring as the Brownlow. No, trade week's exciting. No, no, the Brownlow, you know what the Brownlow does? I feel, I feel it reminds us all how dumb the game is. Yeah, I, I don't. They, they really need to tweak that. The, the Brownlow needs to be tweaked. But trade week, you should watch it, Todd. It's exciting. <laughs> That's probably I have watched it enough. <laughs> no, no, you're thinking of the draft. No, I'm thinking of trade week. Trade week's exciting. No. Anyway. Mate, I don't like AFL that much, so hey. Not anymore anyway. I used to fight AFL, but not anymore. I uh, just can't believe how how much the governments of this country have and you know, mate, I'm right behind you, Mark. Right? Have bent the rules for the AFL. McGowan's the only one that's gone, nah. Yeah, and then uh, I look I I agree with him hundred percent and I And the I, horse racing. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, but that's... that's so what are they doing with the Melbourne Cup? I'm telling you, I'm, no, we, we said the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's, it's happening. I don't care what anyone says. No, mate, we need, to get, we need to get the boys uh, from the shed. I'm, we need to have a roundhouse discussion about this. I'm actually thinking we should try... I'll reach out to the boys and yeah. to Jimmy, like, if we can tee it up. I don't know how we're going to do it because we can't all fit in the room, but... Maybe they come here instead and we do a special, we can record here and then they can do it on the Wednesday night. What about the the lead up to Bathurst? Can do, yeah. You know. Melbourne uh, Cup. Oh, okay. <laughs> Melbourne I, I don't know Cup. anything about horse racing, that's the problem. We should do it live. We should do a live Melbourne Cup. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to know about horse racing? Yeah, man, it's like the Olympics, right? You just get the paper on the day. <laughs> Tells you everything know, you need to know. I know a little know. bit. I know a little bit. But. They, even, they even print it the day before so you can do the tipping. So you don't like the Bathurst idea? We catch up with no, I, don't like, I like either idea, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe I think we might need to do it here. I'm about to say, the expert anything. for Melbourne Cup is my late father. He would have been, he was the gun. Every yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. Pick the winner every year. Yeah, but how do you reckon he'd feel about it? What? Well, if they're going to go ahead with it? I don't know. Oh, he, he I reckon he he'd be been, pissed. He would have been pissed. He would be more upset they cancelled Anzac Day. Mm. That's what I mean. Yeah. He, they would have said, you've cancelled Anzac Day. Yeah. And and you're going to go ahead with the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, exactly. He would have been... Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there you go. All right, guys, we'll wrap this one up. On that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell. We'll catch you in the next, next, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for joining us. See you, everyone. Take care. Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.